Welcome to the DBS Films Podcast, a behind-the-scenes look into making indie films. Learn from DBS Films about their process, tips, and fun stories that all come with making multiple movies a reality. Hey everybody, welcome to DBS Films Podcast. My name is Kel, with me as always my brother Brendan. Together we have movies with DBS Films. Today's episode, we are talking about scene-by-scene breakdown of Horror in the Forest. This is now part five of us breaking down the individual scenes of this movie, letting you guys know what we think about it. And it is something that we always recommend for indie filmmakers as a huge process when it comes to improving your movies, understanding what works, what doesn't work, what scenes you want to add in there, all of those fun things. Now you can go ahead and take a look at Horror in the Forest online. If you rent and review it, it means the world to us. And with that being said, you can also join our Discord channel and you can be part of our process because we make movies for our fans with our fans. So at this point in time, Nelson is right about to start his ritual. We got the tiki torches on fire, which we did learn a lesson about that. Probably just getting metal poles next time instead of actual wood tiki torches because they kept falling over. But before we hop into this scene, I kind of wanted to, you know, just get a recap where we're at. Right now, we're an hour into this movie. And I think my favorite part about this movie is it moves really quickly. Especially compared to our other movies, I think the pacing here is our best pacing done yet. And I think that's usually what we see when we improve our movies is better pacing. Um, you know, we've kind of mentioned the one thing is we do wish we had Nelson a little bit earlier. We only get him in the 30 minute mark and we think it can kind of be shifted more towards the story of that. But I think all in all, you you know, disregard Nelson showing up a little bit earlier. This thing moves, you know, you've already gotten a full story, full grief characters, a lot of pop scares. Um, I'm loving getting the reviews that we're getting so far because a lot of people, uh, especially shout out to that found footage uh, horror group online because, you know, they've been highlighting scares that have been hitting for them. And a lot of these scares were pre-ritual mark. So what are your feelings, you know, getting to this hour mark now with this movie? Yeah, I mean, we finally got it to the climax, which is good, or at least the building of the climax. Um, but yeah, it's cool to go back and see the, the reviews that, you know, actually informative as opposed to ones just saying this is a Blair Witch copy um, because a lot of the reviews just highlighted, you know, a lot of the stuff was just basically appears and it's true. We had a fire pit that we used and the tiki torches, who's carrying the tiki torches, you know, in, in the head uh, or in my head is Dylan. Dylan's got all the camp gear and everything, but it's definitely something the details um, obviously are what make a good movie. And, you know, obviously next time we're going to, you know, make it better. But I mean, it was just, we wanted to circle the whole thing with Tiki torches because it looks cool. And, you know, and we wanted a ritual scene. So it's definitely a learning lesson, but I think the impact, you know, as an indie filmmaker, we have to make concessions. We got to kind of pick and choose our battles and the battle that we chose was to have a really cool fire scene, a really cool ritual scene, and just kind of, you know, forego the details on this one. Um, but it's really wild because it really never crossed my mind how they got the tiki torches. I think we just got them and we knew they looked really cool. So we just kept setting up more and more. But I did know that we did have the fire pit. But I guess I zoomed in on the fire pit and some of the edits so you could tell it's a fire pit because otherwise it would just be a fire. So I guess that was just on me. But it's weird that no one ever brought that up in any of our feedback stuff before. So like another reason why you upload movies is because the different segments of people that you're showing this this movie, um, this movie too, have different feedback. And this is something that we're going to focus. We'll never make this mistake again. We'll make sure we'll have scenes where they're packing stuff up. And, you know, surprise, surprise, in the Bigfoot movie, 
there was a scene where we got a cut of them packing up their gear so that they could leave so that it makes sense that they have all their stuff. So once again, we subconsciously kind of, you know, figure out what we need to do. We learn from it and we make a better movie. But as far as the pacing goes, where we're at in the movie, I think it is textbook story structure and it it's like right where it needs to be to get this thing off. So I will say when we were on set and you were filming a fire pit, I was like, that looks like a pretty legit fire pit, man. But you know what I immediately did? Hey, it's found footage, baby. It's indie filmmaking. You got to move on. You got to move forward with those ones. Um, and so far, I think I only saw one person that picked that up. And that person was like, to be fair, I'm incredibly analytical and I like looking at details. Um, but I think the fire pit scene's awesome. I love fire. Fire's sick. I think we've always wanted to have torches in a circle. Like basically every single script that we kind of have is like, you know, it'd be sick like a big fire there and you always see fire. I love fire. So, you know, this is me fawning over that. I do want to kind of continue to hop into more detail here. This is a tough scene, man. You know, you got a lot of stuff going on there. There's a lot of emotions at any point in time. One of my tiki torches will burn off and it was just a giant fireball that falls in the background. The lighting changes because of that. So then it's like you're kind of hopping around one to the other. So there's a lot of really hard dynamics just in getting this. And guess what? This is the climax. This is the important part. So you have all these situations. I'm kind of running around every once in a while, just causing these rags of you know kerosene clothing to go up in flames so it was pretty intense to get this one done um you know before we kind of hop into some more of the details what was that like as a cinematographer just having again i feel like anytime you don't have controllable elements whether it is a special effects prop whether it is you know again fire whether it is things that give you a time limit you're limited by extra factors that can't just be okay cut and reset so what was kind of your process for getting everything? Because again, this is a huge part of the movie and there was a lot to film. And again, you could run out of torches. You know, that's a very easy possibility. Yeah, I mean, I think the only hard part with this one was the torches and the rags. Um, we were using the tiki torches, which in hindsight was really kind of dumb because we just had a metal pole and just wrap the, the cotton around it with... Um, like a metal fencing wire or something and it would have been fine. Um, Cause the Tiki torches would give us maybe a minute or two and it was just rushing the actors and it was just rushing myself. The good news is if you watch the movie, there's not a lot of fire stuff um, that's in there that has dialogue over a lot of his montage stuff. So I was able to kind of pull and move it around, but it was difficult the one thing with fire that if you're going to use it as an indie filmmaker, they have to be aware of is that the brightness changes a lot. And if you're, it's fine for me because I know I color correct. So I understand like where, if it gets too dark or if it's too bright, you know, where we need to be, but it's always a little bit of an issue. I remember the Roger fire pit scene was very difficult to do. Um, some of the stuff that we're doing now in cold grave it's a little bit more tedious to kind of match it where we've gotten so good at filming our stuff in camera that I could literally just throw a light a lot on there and we get our footage color graded. Um, I think the Roger project is a new world record. I think color correction took me maybe an hour. So it's like going back from the stuff that we did before with Morgan estate and devil in the room where it used to take me three, four, 
for weeks to color correct and then you get through the color correction and you'd be like this kind of sucks and you go back to the original ones and there's kind of back and forth where we've got everything down to a science now where we can just kind of apply this stuff get it done but the fire going bright and then dimming it does cause some extra work um but i think the juice is worth the squeeze again you know as indian filmmaker you have to choose your battles and i'm gonna you know choose my battle to play with fire you know 10 times out of 10 because it just looks great love me that fire so let's hop into this ritual scene i think one you know you start off with that montage again i think it looks cool i love it i love like every second of the scene i really do i think it's visually a piece then you start off with you know we've talked about it before this was really supposed to be kind of like a minor way to kick off the scene, the the knife scene, um, you know, handing the knife off and then slicing it for the blood kind of gives every single character's motivation. So, you know, look at that. I'm sure there's some writer thing in there where it's like each character is basically showing either they're hesitant and reluctant like Bo, determined like Alexa, or just scared shitless like Steven. Um, it's really kind of a mix of those ones, but huge shout out to Dylan. He did a great job with the palm of the blood to really kind of highlight the blood spilling out because that sells it, in my opinion. You know, if you didn't get a good blood pour, um, it might have just kind of looked a little cheesy because, again, that knife is like the, the dinkiest little thing out there. But I think the the good pour of it really sets things off and then you're, you're ready to go. And, you know, again, that was a that's a long dialogue sequence with the, the fires going on. You're kind of moving around. You had to do like a little fake handoff of the camera. Um, but that was something that kind of came together, you know, real quick on the fly to make it be one of the more impactful scenes in the movie. Yeah, I mean, it, the the Blood Brothers scene is what we were calling it. Um, was an interesting one because it really was just a scene where I was like, all right, they just Nelson has to do something weird that's kind of threatening, and it was just a really quick insert scene. I think we. I think I might've wrote it down and added it to the, the movie, maybe like a couple of days before we even shot this. And it's just something, you know, that you're on set and you're looking for organic stuff, natural stuff to occur. And they were rehearsing it. And I'm always trying to get Warners. I love Warners. And I started moving the camera around. I'm like, Hey, this is, you know, this is an opportunity to get a really cool shot here. And so we kind of expanded on it and moved it around. And then I knew I had something. And I was extremely frustrated because it was very difficult for me to block it. Cause that's that whole shot is a oneer. And I had to move around and you know focus on the characters, very choreographed scene. And I always remember, um, you know, when I can't figure out something, I asked for help on set. And I think I asked Kel um, and I asked Dylan. And Dylan essentially choreographed it correctly like the way you see it in the movie is how dylan choreographed it but you know true to my nature i wasn't really paying attention to him i was like no, no let me try this let me try this he's like no this is how you have to do it you have to do it and then alexa comes up and she's like hey do it this way which is the same way dylan said and i did it and i'm like oh damn alexa you you figured that out and you, you get you know you got a you got a wrinkle on your brain you, you figured this out and dylan got so pissed um because it really was his his way to do it um but I mean, that scene is great. It really is a really cool scene. And it's just an example of basically adding something last minute. And when you get the right actors in there, when you get the right lighting, when you get the right cinematography, you can get some really cool scenes in there. And I think like maybe we get two or three of these each movie where I'm just like, damn, this is like 
this is a nice this has production value it has cinematic stuff it it looks really good and you know we just got lucky with this one but i think it turned out well i'm happy it was in there because if you just went from montage to i don't even know what was next it's just like him yelling at the bucket or it's uh they want to try and leave so i think you're just missing a good piece out there so i'm really happy that we got it it looked great and i think it's one of the better scenes in the whole movie it definitely looked that good, and that sounds like classic Brendan filmmaking to me. Poor Dylan. I will say at least Alexa got some credit, because typically what will happen is when I'm like, hey, here's how you do it, and you're like, no, that's just dumb, then you'll do it for two more times, and then you'll actually do it the correct way, and you won't mention a thing, and it'll just be like, damn, Brendan, way to figure it out. So huge props again every once in a while. It's a team effort to kind of get that choreography to, to set, and it def- definitely hits well. So next scenes, as you mentioned, Nelson's basically waiting. They're waiting. Bo's a little bit bored with this. And they basically say, hey, it's time to go. And, you know, this, I think, is, again, the tension between Bo and Nelson. This seems really, really well done to me. Um, You know, I think Bo came off uh, the real defender. You know, what what a what a white knight here in the sense of uh, when he, he gets frustrated at Georgie and they kind of have a little altercation of a shove. He hops in there ready to go. And then they basically scuffle to the ground. Now, this in itself, I mean, again, with found footage, this is when it gets really tricky of like figuring out where your cuts are, what's going to happen, how you go from one way to the other. You can usually pull from it. But we basically get a little bit of action in this one. And then the wind kind of, you know, blows. We did try to do a different take with us having the wind turn off the lights just so it's like kind of noticeable. Like, again, I think the big thing for me is like, I think this missed like, on a very basic level, I probably would have had like some type of um, machine or something to kind of like signify the witches nearby, like an EMF reader or something like that. On a grander scale, if I had like cooler things, I would have had like something moving around or like, you know, just some type of way to really instill that the witch was showing up. But I still think, you know, again, hey, something's happening. The witch is here um probably to me it would be like the torches just immediately go out i think that's what we were trying to get happen but never really happened but they rustle to the ground and then they have it i think this is a good scene but i would say from here like the rest of my feedback for this movie is it's kind of i mean actually there's the 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 nelson scene that's coming up which is really good but i think after that then we kind of have a Pretty good stuff. Good, but not great is kind of the way that I, I will summarize it. Again, I think we do a really, really good job in the like the lead up to this part. But I think we just needed to focus in a little bit more on kind of kicking off the, the climax here, having a little extra oomph. And I think this is really what we learned. I mean, Cold Grave really pushes it during this this um, time frame and Bigfoot takes it to a whole nother level. So I would say, you know, with the Nelson fight and the bow fight kind of kicking things off, what are your whole thoughts there? Cause you know, like I was saying, I think this is where if there was anything to invest and spice up, I think it's this point onward caveat, the Nelson gunshot scene. Yeah. I mean, I think this suffers from a couple of things. I think it suffers from with found footage. You really got to know what you're doing. And when you have a scene where, anyone gets shoved or you have to have a pretty big um, cut in there and you have to hide the cut, you'd be very good at hiding the cut. And we just weren't experienced with found footage. It was my first found footage movie doing it. So it's hard to hide somebody's cut. So 
you know, you see the camera glitch with Nelson. You can see the inserted frame with the fire thing that extended a little bit more. Um, and I'm really kind of disappointed in the exchange with Nelson and Georgie, where the whole thing was he brought them out there to be exchanged for the girl. And it's there in the movie. But if you're really not paying attention to it, it's not that like it's not noticeable. And to me, that was such a cool little scene, especially in the script. The way it read was like, even though, you know, or Nelson's showing that the witch exists, but he's also showing that he did this on purpose to bring them out there. And it just was kind of glossed over. And I think we could have expanded on this scene. I think you could have had like a rising action. Um, I think you could have had more panic that the witch is here. But just the way it was shot, the difficulty of the situation, this is how we kind of played it out. But I think, you know, if we do this movie again, that's such a spicy scene and we just kind of gloss over it. It just, it sucks. Like it just, it, it bothers me that we didn't give it its due. But once again, it's like, this is the thing with uploading and, you know, making movies is next time we'll really hammer this one home. Um but I think where the movie is now, and we'll get into the, the gun scene next, I think it's fine. I do think that, you know, well, we'll get to the part when it gets to the part, we'll talk about it. But I do think that the Nelson fight scene was sloppy. Um, I know we had difficulties with them wrestling. We tried to do it again. We still didn't really get it. That torch was going on and off. We didn't have a way to blow it out. So it's like, yeah, I'm giving my feedback on myself and I'd like to make it better and more smooth, but we had a lot of things going against us on this shot. Um, I think that the one thing that I would do is just on a script level, make sure it's very clear that he had brought them out there, give that scene more oomph so that when the lights do go out, it's just more impactful. When Nelson says, I brought you the girl as in alexa as in georgie character it's very clear that he's a little more insidious character than you know he let on and i think he kind of lends himself as more of a mastermind at that point like nelson is a smart character even though he's kind of like a babbling drunk and just this weird guy i think we lost a lot of character depth because it should have been like him tricking them and this is his plan all along and it just never comes across um so i think in you know horror in the forest two into the forest three you know we'll really highlight that and make sure that's you know a front focal point of you know these uh this movie i definitely agree and i will say we will have two more episodes the following week about what we would do for horror in the forest two or into the forest three um but i think personally having more of the witch i think we just needed to have a good looking special effect up crazy looking witch and make kind of the negotiation between Nelson and the witch more obvious where like the witches, you know, looks over towards Georgie, they're kind of signaling or something. And again, that's my mindset of what I think would have added more oomph to it. But, you know, we hit our witch a little bit more in this one for obvious reasons. Just, you know, you want to have like a cool looking one if you're going to go witch mode. That's always the double edge of like kind of monsters and things like that. Um, but for the last scene for this episode, really the catalyst of you know what i think horror in the forest um is is actually you know what where we're at we're gonna hold you guys on a little bit of a cliffhanger i'm looking at the time now we're gonna go ahead we're gonna pick up with 
the big scene in the next episode. Be sure to take a look. Horror in the Forest Online. Rent and review means the world to us as it allows us to make movies for our fans with our fans. And join our Discord channel online because if you do, you can have the opportunity to be in one of our movies. But until then, have a good one, my friends.